Yo, what's happening, everybody? My name is Caden, and to my right, my buddy Jesse. Combined, we make Anti-Fogmatic, a podcast where we describe the sight, smell, taste, feel, and finish of three beers. We aim to provide you with a comprehensive guide to what we love and what we hate. At the end of the pints, we will provide you with The Chosen One, a brew we believe that almost anybody would enjoy. So, Jesse, what beers are we drinking this week, man? All right, man, beer number one, Tropical Pale Ale from Boulevard Brewing in Kansas City, Missouri. Beer number two, Odin's Gift from Odin's Brewing out in Tuckwilla, Washington. Mm. And beer number three, Gimme Mo from the Crux Fermentation Project in Bend, Oregon. Dude, I, I, I love the beer in Bend, man. I, I said it all last episode, last week, right? All but last episode. I'm not going to say it again. It's like, I love Bend. Oh, there it is. It's time for the first beer, man. You ready to open it? I think I'm ready to open it. All right. Looking at the can, Boulevard Brewing Company. Got that bright pink teal with that black bottom. Love the coloring. Yeah. You know, three main colors. It's beautiful. Top of the can says fresh, exotic fruit. Very, uh, like, Miami Vice colors. Dude, I, yeah. dude, I love Miami Vice. That's a lie. My roommate, Matt, loves Miami Vice. He's re-watching it on this, like, Pluto streaming app. Dude, he's been watching it forever. I've never seen it. Yeah, I've, I've seen him watching it, but that's kind of about it. Um, all right, man. Let's, let's crack into it. Do it. Let's crack it. Let's crack it. <laughs> Jesse Sorry, made that noise because he already opened it. Uh, we were a little inconsistent last episode on how we're going to pour, so we're all both pouring the same thing. Are we tilting both? We're, we're, tilting we're actually going to tilt all this right. time. I'm doing a left-handed pour. Well, that's funny. I have a left-hand brewing company glass in my hand. In my left hand. Oh, Twins. there you go. All right, man. Pouring this. Man. Obvious pale ale. Oh, 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 please don't overflow. All right. First pour. I got about two fingers ahead. Ooh, no. I got half an inch. I think maybe I didn't tilt back soon enough. Oh, I feel you. I it's feel not you. bad quality no, yet. No, no, no. It's just small. Yeah. No, I feel you. It's good. I'm, I'm, I'm digging this so wow, far. Your head looks great. All right. Well, sight. First thing. Love them on scale. I'm going to I'm gonna go with around a five to a six. You know, it's got that, uh, that pale ale vibe, that fruit beer vibe. What do you think, man? Yeah. Gorgeous golden color. Five and a half, five and a quarter. Yeah. Right in there. I mean, it's just awesome. Boulevard Brewing Company made this tropical pale ale. ABVs were sitting at a 5.9%, which for a pale ale, I'm always excited for. I love a 6% pale ale. Cool. 45 IBUs, so right smack dab almost in the middle, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, beer Advocate score kind of scored this pretty low. It's, I think it's the lowest one that we've had out of the, what, four beers we've drank in this podcast? But yeah, still, actually. 3.76, which is still considered very good. Let's start drinking, man. First sip. Cheers, brother. Let's do it. My head's still thick as hell. Must be nice. Dude, as I as I taste it, immediately get the grapefruit. Wow. It's instantly there. get grapefruit. Oh yeah. It's like the fresh flesh of the grapefruit and then the grapefruit rind, which is just absolutely delicious. Mm-hmm. Mm, that is so good. What do you got, man? What do you think? I mean, I I don't have much to add on to that. Very solid citrus flavor. It's not too carbonated. I think it's a, a nice balance between carbonated and pretty smooth. Yeah, yeah. Almost. I mean, it's, it's close pale, to it's that. It's a little different, but yeah. it's still really, really good. You know, I was looking up at this beer on their website. I was just kind of doing some research, you know, before tasting the beer. I wanted to kind of see what they're about. Oh, yeah. I learned that this specific beer is brewed in collaboration with Florida's famous Cigar City Brewing. Have you have you ever heard of Florida's famous nope. Cigar City Brewing? I took a look at Cigar City Brewing website, and they actually have a tropical pale ale on Nitro right now. Well, I was reading their About Me section. Cigar City Brewing, they make beer, they like to drink, and they toast those who choose to drink with them. All right. 
From Washington to Cigar City, I couldn't feel more at home drinking this. Yeah. We're only going to be comparing these three beers, but Boulevard's top of my list, man. Yeah. I'm really enjoying it. It's always been a hometown favorite of mine. So we talked about the site, right? We got the pour, the carbonation, thickness of the head. Uh, we talked a little bit about the smell. A little bit. The aroma I'm getting, man, it's uh, it's nothing but grapefruit for me. It's definitely what the can describes. Fresh, exotic fruit, you know, and it's brewed with grapefruit as well as passion fruit. I don't taste the passion fruit. I smell it more than anything in the head. Smelling, though, I, I'm a little bit opposite. I can smell a, a hint of what you're getting. All right, let, let's go to taste, man. I mean, we've already kind of described the grapefruit. It's kind of nice just to have an excuse to drink beer before noon sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's it's pretty light, too. It's very light. It's a day-drinking beer. Yeah. It's perfect for right now. How's it feel in the mouth? The taste definitely lingers. I mean, right there on the, the back of the tongue, on top of the mouth. I mean, I, that grapefruit flavor, the tropical fruit flavor, it just kind of sits there. Yeah. And after I'm... It's been, you know, about 30 seconds since I've had a sip. I can still taste this beer. Yeah. Other beers I've had, I can drink it. Flavor's gone. Yeah, And absolutely. I'm like going back for more. This one, I'm drinking it. It's sitting there. And it reminds I, me of juice. It really does. Yeah, like definitely. Like just drink it like breakfast juice, breakfast beer. Why not? All right, now that we're more than halfway down the glass, man, what about that lacing? Mine's excellent. I mean, I didn't have as much head as you did, but right. for only having about half an inch, it's great. All the way down the glass, I've got different layers. I can see my sips. It's nice. It's just clinging. What about yours? Oh, it's the same, man. All the way down. Each gulp, you can see each lacing. It's consistent all the way through the entire glass. I, I enjoy that. Yeah, no, it's a really good beer, man. I'm really glad we picked this one. Did you pick this one or did I pick this one? Uh, it was probably me. I was probably forcing you to enjoy the things that I like. Well, I'm surprised it wasn't a stout. That's more forceful than anything. I'm going to I'm gonna kind of go off a deep end here. Uh-oh. Take a chance. This reminds me of a Blue Moon if you were to add a grapefruit to it. You know... I think the last time I had a blue moon was when I was 21, it's been which a while. is, you know, way too long ago. I'm going to have to do it now. I'm going to have to buy a six or a blue moon, get some uh, some grapefruits, and go from there. But it's got a strong-ass grapefruit vibe, man. I'm loving it. Oh, yeah. I recommend this one, absolutely. It's pretty tart. I would yeah. Say. And I like that. It's not syrupy. It's not sugary. It's not oversweet. It's definitely got the, like, the finish of it is tart. Oh, yeah. And it makes me want more. So, Jesse, did you get yourself into anything delicious this weekend? You know, beer-wise, of course. I did, yeah. Wednesday last week, girlfriend went to Leavenworth, Washington, and bought me a growler. Oh, dude, she did not the go to Icicle. darkest persuasion. She did go to Icicle. She didn't, and she didn't give me any? The darkest persuasion, and it, it was great. I mean, I've had the dark persuasion, but having the darkest was fantastic. It's like a double imperial stout? Is that what I'm assuming? Yeah, it, oh, okay. it's, yeah. Over the weekend, I drank the whole growler. Let me rephrase. 64 ounces, right? Over four hours, I drank the there whole growler. There we go. Okay. Yeah. I just kept going. And I, I have liter and a half glasses. I need a liter of cola. So I'd fill that, I mean, two, two and a half times, roughly. Okay, okay, okay. Drank the whole thing. It was great. I was even playing D&D while it was going down. I got really into my character. Nice, it was awesome. man. Yeah, nice. It was that's uh, that's your, your roommate's campaign, right? Yeah. Dude, yeah. That's, that's awesome, man. Yeah, it's been about a couple weeks since we've hung out with Travis, but we had an eight-hour sesh, dude. I cannot tell you. Way too many beers. I couldn't move, couldn't sit. I'm glad we're taking a break right now. We almost died in that time. Did you have anything interesting? Did I have anything interesting? Other than work, man, I was just hanging out. I definitely went back to Total Wine where he picked up the first six-pack or the first three beers from episode one. And I grabbed a couple cans of Hawaiian Crunk. I tried the Mango F Yourself. I'm not going to talk about that one yet. I want to do that one next week coming. It's, 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 It's interesting. And you guessed it, everybody. It's time for Rotations of the Week. Today, we're talking about Matchless Brewing Taproom. 
Matchless Brewing is out in Tumwater, about 15 minute drive south of us on I-5. Jesse, let me tell you about the two beers they got. I picked these two because A, I wanted one, and second, or two, or B. Pick one. I don't know which one second, I said two first, or B. so I'm gonna say B. I think you would like it. So let's give them the one that you want. This one's called Dala. One more time. Dala, D-A-L-L-A-H. It's only allowed as an eight ounce pour. It's a stout imperial milk slash sweet. Mm. Now get this. Day drinking, right? We want some morning beers with some eggs. This is a breakfast stout, big bodied milk stout that was inspired by the coffee of the Gulf region of the Arabian Peninsula, spiced with cardamom. That sounds perfect. I think it sounds gross, but I don't like stouts. Overall, I want it. I mean, I do. I definitely do. Coffee, mm. spice, mm. breakfast. Mm. Those are three of my favorite things. I was just going to say that. Get out of my head. All right, for the second one, everybody, this is the one I'm really interested in. Obviously, you know I like my fruit. You know I like my hops. You know I like my nectar. For this one, we got an IPA Imperial and double IPA sitting at 8.4 ABVs. Hop nectar. Has a huge nose of pineapple, coconut, papaya exploded upon the first raft of aroma. Smoothie-like texture, notes of melons, and navel oranges. That's a lot of fruit, man. Dude, I'm all about my fruits. I mean, I have a hard time tasting two fruits out of one beer. I don't think I could taste that many. Uh, I do want to say, though, the Dala, the first Imperial style that I mentioned, 8.9%, dude. Yeah, that's a man's beer. That's a man's beer. <laughs> and for our final stop on Rotations of the Week, we're bringing to you Northwest Beer Works. Jesse, have you been to Northwest Beer Works yet? Yeah, one time. It was pretty neat. Dude, it's great, man. They have a massive board of, I don't know, 30, maybe 27 different taps. And then on top of that, they have, I don't know, maybe 10 different cold fridges that have individual Beers, ciders, stouts, they have age stouts. Currently right now on tap at Northwest Beer Works, they have the Brute IPA by New Belgium Brewing. They're based out of Fort Collins, sitting at a 6.7% ABV. New Belgium's delicious, man. Yeah, I've had a lot of their stuff. It, it's really good. I think one of my favorites, and it's probably a, a lot of people's favorites, is it's Fat Tire. You know, I was talking to Chris, uh, your coworker, and he, uh, he loves No Lie. So this is a shout out to Chris. Yo, Chris, check out Northwest Beer Works, man. They got bourbon barrel-aged Big Bane Barley Wine. No lie, it's based out of Spokane. I love Washington, man. All these beers I'm talking about, except for New Belgium, it's based out of Washington, man. I love this yeah. shit. I mean, you're from here. I, I get that. I am, you know? But I do love the Boulevard. Thank you for introducing me. Bourbon barrel-aged Big Bane Barley Wine. I love saying that. You know what that reminds me of when you say what? that? What? In the office. When Jim, he, he makes fun of Dwight. He comes in dressed as Dwight. Makes fun of Dwight. Oh my God! Bears episode, beats dude. Battlestar Galactica. Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. That's what that reminds me. Michael. Of. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the bourbon barrel aged Big Bang barley wine is sitting at a ten and a half percent ABV and at forty two IBUs. This concludes beer rotations of the week. On to beer number two. Jesse, go ahead and tell us what beer we're drinking, man. Dude, beer number two, Odin's Gift. It's an amber ale. From Odin's Brewing. That's the one out in Tukwila, Washington. Have you have you had this one? Not this one from okay. them. I've okay. had a different one. I figured you probably have like the uh, the Thor's Equinox. I mean, I know you pretty well, but yeah, I one? definitely have Odin's Gift. Odin Brewing Company, right? Microbrew, it's pretty cool. ABVs sit at a five point four, so just a little bit below the uh, the previous one we did, the Tropical Pale Ale by Boulevard. Okay. Now I was a little confused on the IBUs, so uh, I saw that it's a twenty eight in a can or a bottle. 
But then I also saw a nitro pour from one of the local breweries up north around Seattle area that had it at a 54 IBU. So I'm not 100% sure on the IBUs, but I would say they float anywhere between 28 and 54. The okay. Beer Advocate scale has it as a score of a 3.6 out of 5, which is considered good. So actually, this one takes the lowest one that we've actually rated. I don't really think that's low, personally. I mean, no. I mean, I wonder, I was sorry I interrupted you, but I wonder if the nitro has anything to do with the bitterness of it. It's got to. It could be. It's got to. But we don't know anything about beers. We just like drinking and telling people we like them, right? Yeah. So this guy, right on the can, it's got a huge picture of Odin, which is dope. It's got trees. He's got his Viking horn. He's got his Viking helmet. His ravens. Dude, I love it. I love the can. I love the artwork. It almost looks like you could kind of peel this off if you heated the can up. Yeah, you could. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and crack this open. But uh, one thing I do want to say that I, you know, I was researching online about these guys. They tend to be inspired by the northern brewing traditions of flavoring beer with juniper brews. That's cool. Yeah, juniper like bows are basically branches. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And that's one thing that they believe that separates Odin Brewing from other competitors. Focusing on the making their beers, as they like to call them, sessionable. I got to say, I'll pause on this. I'm loving the, the fad of session IPAs. I love IPAs. I love the hoppiness. But I want... A drinkable IPA, not 8%. Yeah, absolutely. I just sometimes want to drink something. No, so I mean, I don't cook. Do you know what a, like, a juniper berry tastes like? Not really. Okay. I mean, I, I know I cook, but I don't cook with juniper berries. I'm not living up in Iceland. I just... All right, man. Onto the pour. Let's keep it consistent. Yeah. Right hand. Whatever that means. Into the left hand. Pouring caramel. You can definitely tell it's got that amber. It's definitely an amber color. Smells delicious. Yeah, dude. I don't, I don't mean to jump to that, but wow. Ooh. I, you know, I feel like I've had this one, man. I don't know if I'm going to be a huge fan of it. I really don't. It's well, okay. Down on it, but Honest opinions. I love my fruits. I love my fruits. Uh, let's go over to the level bond scale, man. It's obviously an amber, right? So it's going to sit above a six, typically. I'm going with a little darker, man. I'm going with more of like kind of a Scottish ale or an ESB extra special bitter. Oh, I, I agree. It's, it's uh, pretty dark, man. It's definitely that, that red wine vibe, as they said. Maybe an, uh, if I had to put a number on it, between mm, 18 and 19 i mean it, it's a little bit darker you think it's a little than darker than that yeah okay. absolutely I, I can feel that man uh before we drink i just want to say that uh back to the sessionable ipas one thing that i think i really you know, will like about this beer is they try to make them more sessionable meaning better to integrate drinking their beer with eating food uh that's one thing that you know if we look at any viking movie what about that viking show dude they're always drinking they're always eaten. Oh, yeah. That's kind of the vibe from this beer. That's, That's kind of the cool. vibe I get from this company That's that awesome. they're really trying to make a beer that can be drank with any food that they're eating. That makes sense why it says on that can, you know, great beer, great food. Right? Exactly. Exactly. They have this Viking platter up at their uh, brewery up north, dude. We got to go to a Viking platter. Viking platter. It's like meat, cornbread, some sort of vegetable. And it's just like you eat it with your hands, dude. I, we got to go. I'm down. After this, let's just go. Yeah. yeah. Let's tuck a little. It's not that far. Okay, let's do it. All right, man. Onto the site. So after the pour, my head's pretty thin. It dissipated super quickly. It did. Yeah. Wouldn't say the uh, the head is not the primary feature of this beer. No, 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 no. But it's not supposed to be. They're supposed to be making it this like, you know, dark, almost red wine colored beer that ends up kind of drinking like a lager. And most lagers that I've seen don't have much head. True. True. Uh, other than that, smelling it, I get caramel. Hands down, I get like a rich caramel. Malt seem roasted almost. Compliments the earthy hop aroma. Let's drink, man. I, I get the malt, actually. Yeah, yeah. Do you get any caramel, though? I smell the sweet. I don't. It's a little sweetness. I mean, I, I, I thought that was the malt. You can smell the roast where it's kind of that nutty, and then this, the before that's kind of sweet. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I get that. All right, man. Let's, let's cheers. Let's drink, brother. 
I taste caramel. You do taste the caramel? Wow. Yeah. I taste caramel. It's rich. It is. It's nutty, earthy aromas. You know, the taste, in terms of flavors, man, I, I get a lot of roasted malts. I get a little bit of caramel. In terms of the hops, though, it's a little earthy. I don't, I can't really pinpoint what hops are in here, and I don't want to look it up. But it's better than what I remember. I think the only reason that really turns this off to me is, like I said, I, I don't really drink to eat a beer or eat food with it, right? I just drink to drink, and the beers that I like to drink are super sweet and fruity. Obviously, from me talking about the tropical pale ale. You know, if, if I was to drink this with a meal, Thanksgiving dinner, absolutely. I mean, yeah, just that... And I, maybe not the maltiness, but the caramel and that, that nutty flavor. I think that just complements like mm-hmm, a, a big mm-hmm. turkey leg. That'd be sweet. Yeah. I can definitely feel the low IBUs, though, because it's not hoppy. It's very smooth. It's like almost, it reminds me of a Scottish ale in a sense. It really does. It's got that vibe of a Scottish ale. Absolutely. And, you know, on the front, I'm getting a lot of malty notes. And then it finishes off with this, like, this oak-like finish. Uh, in no way, though, is this too thick. No. Nope. Too syrupy. No. Nope. And or hoppy. Absolutely not. Like, it's neither of those. It's very similar to that Scottish ale. I think uh, I think Odin did a good good job yeah. to to pair this with a food. I think it's really good. I'm trying to think like what does it remind me of? It's uh, you remember Mac and Jacks? I don't see much Mac and Jacks down here, like African Ambers. I do. Yeah, but I drink Mac that. all the time. Yeah, they. I mean, specifically the Mac and Jacks Amber Ale. Yeah, the African Amber, hands yeah. down. Oh yeah, it tastes so similar to this in my opinion. Um, but I haven't had a Mac and Jackson forever. I think it's been like two, three weeks. Let's talk about feel. I don't get a soda vibe. Uh, definitely not. I mean, I don't it's not right? Minimum IBUs, so it's not happy. The overall body, it's not too thick, man. I know I already said it, right? But I'm going to take another sip. Thick. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's full of that flavor. Very smooth. And it's not overpowering flavor, which Mm-mm, no, definitely to me makes me feel like I'm about to Uber Eats a cheeseburger and then eat a cheeseburger while I'm drinking this brew. And I don't even want to drink a beer while I'm eating normally. And this is changing my mind slowly yeah. and surely. I mean, I, I'm slow, secretly, what I'm trying to do here is move you into the dark side of beer. I don't want to be there. That's, that's what I'm doing. I like my light fruits. I'll get you there. One thing I think is intriguing is that, you know, Odin Brewing, brew, Odin Brewing utilizes... Oh my god! Beer number talk. two, folks. He's losing it. Odin Brewing utilizes highly attenuating yeast to dry out their beers and make them less filling and sweet. That I like right? the less filling part. Not filling. Favorite part. And this brings us to my second favorite part about doing this podcast, man. Beer fact of the week, Jesse. Tell us what we're doing. Yeah, I got a pretty interesting one for us today. Um, do you know what Amsterdam does? with their alcoholics. I have no clue what they do with their alcoholics, yeah. man. So they actually pay them to clean up the streets and the parks. Who's they? The government does. The government in Amsterdam? Yeah, yeah. So the, the, the payment is five beers, 10 euros, and a, a package of tobacco that they can roll into cigarettes. So it's what I bring when I go camping. Sure, yeah, sure. The requirement for this is they clean up the streets. So it's a group of 20 guys. They go out, they clean up the parks, the streets, and then they get that payment. They also get two meals a day. And then, you know, they have to buy their last meal if they want it with their money that they get. And they're also given shelter as well. So you're telling me a gaggle of drunks. Yeah. Are hanging out in Amsterdam. That's it. They're just cleaning the streets, cleaning the places that they used to sleep, live, trash, 
shit and piss all over. Yeah. And now they're basically, the government's like, yo, like you guys obviously aren't going to change. So what we're going to do is we're going to, A, support you. B, provide you shelter. C, provide you with some food. And D, help you get drunk. Yeah, absolutely. The I, I think it's even more interesting that the citizens of Amsterdam have actually responded really well. Because yeah, the streets America. are cleaner. Their parks aren't filled with, you know, homeless drunks that are, t- you know, terrorizing them. Alleyways don't smell like piss and shit anymore. Exactly. And it's also more cost-effective for the government. Because instead of putting somebody in jail for sleeping in a park, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're giving them 10 bucks, right? That's an interesting beer factor of the week to bring up, man. Especially, you know, we live in Olympia. Not many people outside of Olympia know what's kind of going on here. But yeah, yeah. where we live, we kind of live in this weird industrial place where there's a lot of far-spreading wilderness areas that recently have been completely cleared, cleaned, eradicated all of these homeless folks. I mean, I remember, like, what, four weeks ago, three weeks ago? Like, there was a half a mile of just tents, shopping carts, propane tanks, blue tarps, and just random people and police. They're just pulling all these people out. Now they just dumped them in the center of Olympia. Yeah, absolutely. That's pretty interesting, man. And I I get what you're saying where that kind of brings that political vibe into things because that's a great fact, though, Jesse. I, I like that, man. Anything else you got on that? Um, I mean, outside of the positive feedback, um, the government thinks that because of the positive reinforcement that the, the non-drunk citizens are giving, that cities surrounding Amsterdam are going to partake in this as well. Um, and it's also making these groups of individuals operating members of society, mm-hmm. and they're actually growing this program from just this initial 20 people to reach even more people. And they're not even, like, growing it in a sense. I mean, there's other things that they're doing. They're, they're growing the belief that the modern society are providing positive reinforcement to these folks that really maybe only know negative. You know, they have don't have a place to live. They don't have a job. They drink their whole life. That's a, that, I mean, that's a good point you bring up. They don't have a place to live. Yeah. So Amsterdam did state, the, the government did, that this is not, it's not a hangout, okay. right? So if you have a job and a family and a house... What most people will call an, an operational drunk. Okay. This isn't for you. This is for the homeless people, right? They, you've lost everything, and basically alcoholism is the last thing you're holding on to. They're helping these people. They're, they are aiding them in their alcoholism, yeah. but it's going towards a semi-good cause, it's I think. It's like the saying goes, if you can't beat them, join them. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. Jesse, that's a great beer fact of the week, man. Thank you. I appreciate that one. That kind of ends it for Beer Fact of the Week, everybody. Thank you. All right, man. So, uh, beer number three, what do we got? Beer number three, man. I don't want to say it. Say it. Coming out of Bend, Oregon, we got Gimme, Gimme, Gimme Mo by Crux Fermentation Project. All right. Realistically, it's Gimme Mo. Just one Gimme. I just It sounded cool with a bunch of Gimme's. It did sound cool. Right? It sounds pretty cool. Gimme, Gimme, Gimme. Anyways. Gimme Mo by Crux Fermentation Project, sitting at a 6.20% with a beer advocate score of 3.92 out of 5. Considered very good. Is that the, very good. We'll be the judge of that. In terms of the beer advocate score, is that the highest one that we've, we're rating today? 9.2, right? Today, yeah. Okay, cool. All right, man. Well, with IBUs sitting smack dab in the middle at 50, so I'm sitting here staring at a big, bright purple can oh, yeah, with the sunshine burst coming off the large Crux logo on the left. And I said it, we got another beast based out of Bend, Oregon, everybody. I have yet to visit this brewery, but I'm definitely adding it to my yearly summer of Oregon adventures, man. I got to tell you, I'm I'm super pumped for June. I can't wait. This brew is considered to be an American IPA. Um, what about you, man? Anything you want to talk about before we crack it up? Um, 
No, I think you covered it all. Cool. Um, I, let's go ahead and crack her. All right, man. Let's crack her open. Consistent pour, Jesse. Consistent. Right hand in the left. Right hand in the left. And I'm pouring. Ooh. It's got that stinky feet IPA vibe, man. I love the smell. The stinky feet IPA. Mmm. That doesn't mean it's stinky. It just means it's, it's just what it reminds me of. Nah, th dude, this straight smells like smelly feet. Right? It's the stinky feet. Absolutely. Yeah. It's American IPA stinky feet vibe, man. I, I'm kind of turned off by this. Nah. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's not smell it. Sight. What do we got? It's a little hazy, man. A little amber. Uh, how are you going to give it on the love of on scale? What do you Pretty got? Pretty golden. Pretty golden. Um, it's golden and hazy, right? In the right light. It's I think it's a seven, man. We've been pretty consistent with the IBUs. Anywhere from 6 to 18 this episode. Yeah. It's definitely a little hazy. You can definitely tell the, the India pale ale vibe on there. Uh, it's almost lambic. Maybe a doppelbach. It's a little dark. I like it. I, I like the lambic. Like 6.87 is perfect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In terms of head, man, I see you got about a finger and a half, two fingers ahead. Uh, and actually, actually shrunk down. Okay. Uh, it, it was oh, probably two fingers. It, yeah. The best head I've had all day. It looks pretty thick. Not okay. a lot of bubbles. It's the best head, you, head you've had all day? Word. Hey. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I mentioned uh, during the Odin tasting where uh, I've been a big fan of those session IPAs, man. I don't know if they're going to call this a session. I'm not going to call it a session. I didn't brew it. But I will tell you, I'm about to drink it. Do it. Cheers, brother. Do it. Oh. Mm. Immediately, I'm going to talk about the hops. I yeah. taste the citra. I taste the mosaic hops. Super fruity. You can definitely tell that it's got that, that East Coast vibe in there with those hops. Mm. It's complex, though. I get... Um, I get a mango. I, I don't do. get the citrus. I taste the hop. I, I guess I'm, I'm not getting the citrus part. I feel you. Honestly. I feel you. I, I feel like I'm chewing on a hop. Chewing on a hop? Just, just the flavor part. I, obviously not the physical aspect of chewing, but I just taste hop. They say on the can, an onslaught of bitter hop bombs. Yeah, that'd be pretty accurate. No, that's actually not even describing that beer. I'm sorry. Really? I totally lied to you. Wow. All right. Well, it's I saying that it's agree trying to be with different. that description <laughs> and you tricking me because I don't get anything else. I mean, let me let me try it again. Try it again. Try it again. Now, I'll, t I'll tell you what I'm tasting, right? If I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a sip, it's complex. Okay. I honestly, I do get a mango, a little tangy tart mango. On top of that, I get a little bit of melon. And then I get that West Coast vibe, man. I get the pine and I get some of the berries. I don't know what kind of berries. If there even are berries, but I'm getting a little tangy berryness on. There. I'll give you the pine. I'll give you the hoppy. The mosaic and citra hops. You getting that? Sure. Just a little bit. Yeah. Sure. I'll sure. I'll, I'll nod. Yeah. But the the pine and the hoppy, the, the citra hoppy, that, that's all I'm getting. The the fruits that you're pulling from it, I, I can't. I feel you. I, I can't get it. I feel you. I, but then again, I drink a lot of the fruit IPAs, the light and fruities, right? Yeah. So this is not my beer. I feel that. Right. This is an IPA. Yeah. But IBUs. Minimal. Smack dab at 50. It's not yeah. too hoppy for me, which I'm really enjoying, man. That's yeah, a good rating. All right. In terms of mouthfeel, I'm getting a little soda kick where it's got that, that carbonation. Oh, yeah. Where I'm addicted to the, the carbonation of the soda, so I like to drink soda in a sense. But that's not a personal thing. I'm just saying, like, it's got that kick where I could I could throw these back all day. Oh, yeah. And pretty light. Carbonated. Oh, definitely. It makes me salivate. It really does. It's the juice. I do enjoy that part. Getting out of the taste and the feel... What about the lacing on your glass, man? It's okay. It's a little spotty, but it's only spotty because it took huge gulps. Mine's perfect. It looks beautiful. Yeah. All throughout the entire glass. The win here, though, I got to say, is is the mouthfeel. 
Yeah. It's like drinking a soda, but I'm not regretting 78 grams of sugar. Uh, I agree. Thank God they don't put any of that information on these beers, man, because I probably wouldn't drink beer. Maybe they should. Right? right? Um, I will say, though, like if you're not looking for that hoppy, bitter bomb, which for you, it's kind of hit or miss. Like If you're drinking an IPA, you'd rather have that big hoppiness. Yeah, I, I would. But yeah. if you're you know, if you're drinking a stout or something else, the last thing you want is hops. Exactly. You know, but for me, like, I love the hot bombs. I love the punch in the mouth. Um, but for me, mouthfeel, this is a win. It's medium. It's light. It's well carbonated. A weird thing I'm going to say, it's a little slightly oily, which just means that it's, you know, it's not syrupy and it's not over sugary. It's kind of linger, which is kind of good. Okay. I will say, though, it is a little thin. Do you agree with that for an IPA? It's a little thin. I do agree with that. Absolutely. And I think the carbonation plays into that a little bit. Oh, I agree with that because yeah. it kind of gives you like uh, that soda vibe. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. All right, guys, uh, that closes out beer number three uh, for us this week. This is a good selection of beers, man. I'm not disappointed. I know you gave this one a six out of six in terms of the amount of beers that we had, and I'm okay with that. That's what we're here for. Stay tuned. We're about to give you the chosen one. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Jesse and I bullshit about some beers. I hope that we didn't bore you too much. Hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully we did bore them. I think week two went a little bit better. I think we did, man. Episode number two, we're going to fine-tune everything, man. So, first beer, Tropical Pale Ale by Boulevard Brewing. Yeah. Right? It was a 5.9%, I believe. And then the second one was Odin's Gift by Odin Brewing Company, sitting at a 5.4%. Yeah. And last but not least... The Gimme Mo. Gimme Mo by Crux Fermentation Project, sitting at a 6.20. Personally... The Gimme Mo was was my favorite this week. I loved it. I really did. You know my IPAs. I yeah. love me some fruits, yeah. right? What was your top beer for the week, man, or for uh, the episode? It, it Odin's definitely. Yeah, it was that darker, smoother. It's not hoppy. It was the malty. Yeah, so that's what got me. Mm-hmm. It's time for uh, the chosen one. And uh, Jesse, do you have anything to say before I uh, I, I tell the the listeners uh, about the chosen one? You know, I'm gonna say it after. Okay, cool. Well, for the second week in a row, Boulevard Brewing is hanging out at The The Chosen Chosen One. one. The Tropical IPA by Boulevard Brewing Company, 5.9 ABVs, 45 IBUs, with a beer advocate score of 3.76, is absolutely delicious. I don't care if you don't like beer. You're going to like this pale ale because it tastes like juice. Jesse, I know you didn't want to choose it, man. I didn't. It goes against everything you believe in. The Boulevard, it, the, the Tropical Pale Ale, it was, it was fantastic. It, no matter who you are, you love this beer. That, that's what we're here for. I didn't want to choose this for the second time in a row. You want to choose Boulevard for the Boulevard, row, right? exactly, yeah, Boulevard. Yeah. I, I don't want to seem biased. Well, I mean, just because you're around that area doesn't mean you're biased. I that's like why I struggle with this. I feel you. But it, um, it's the it's the best beer for those out there that may love beer or hate beer. It was. Odin's was definitely more on the stout porter side. And then the Crux Brewing, or the Crux Fermentation Project, they're on the the, the pale ale side. So it's hard to tell everyone that they're going to like those two beers. Everybody, this concludes the second episode of Antifogmatic. Myself, Caden, and I know Jesse. Absolutely. We absolutely thank you for taking the time to listen to us. Please subscribe to us on Spotify. And definitely check out our Twitter at antifogmaticp. Or antifogmaticpodcast in the search engine. Thank for some you. reason, they just shorten it after the word P. Don't or letter P. 
You can also check us out on Facebook if you want. I hate throwing Facebook a bone here, but we do have a webpage up there that we do update just as much as our Twitter. Yep. It also can be found at Anti-Fogmatic Podcast. Again, thanks for listening, everybody. We really appreciate it.